I'm jacked in. To the shitty podcast, I'm jacked in. Oh my god, it fucking sucks in here. another episode of Gumshoe Gambaru, the title of the show that only makes sense if you don't think about it too hard. I am your co-host, Griffin Conkey, feeling particularly pious, and joining me today, as always, Spencer Clausen. Yes, this is Gumshoe Gambaru, the show where two guys that know nothing about anime watch and almost certainly misinterpret it. Griffin, I cannot believe it. The results are in, the numbers are here, and our number one fan won our fan competition <gasps> and now has a chance to join us on the show. This week joining us, our number one fan, Justin Shermerhorn. Justin, please say hi to our audience. Uh, hey, hey guys, I'm just, uh, I'm just happy to be here. Yes, uh, I know you're happy to be here. How does it feel to be around your heroes? Yeah. Uh, actually... I thought I'd just won like a lifetime membership to Quiznos. Is that not what this is? No, this is better. You're on a hit comedy anime podcast. Oh, okay. Well, that's good because I know like a little bit about anime. Good, good. Oh, fuck. Uh, oh, fuck. I know. This is actually could be bad. There's a very good chance that you're going to upstage us. Yeah, you might throw off the whole game. Whoa, whoa. And what is this? Paper sounds, paper sounds. I just happen to have notes about anime with me today. Oh, oh this is perfect. Fuck. I didn't no, take this any actually notes. isn't a joke. This motherfucker watched the movie and he actually <laughs> took notes, which is a bad sign because we haven't taken notes in what? Years. Like how many episodes? Maybe maybe 20. We have 23 episodes. We 20. probably haven't taken notes in 20 of them. It's been a hot minute, perhaps since the prequel episodes, the mysterious dark prequel episodes that will the never dark be released. Web pre- yep, I think so. Well, fuck. Well, we'll figure it out. Um, I've actually seen this movie a few times that we're going to talk about, so I, I didn't watch it uh, going into it because I watched it like two weeks ago. So, But first, really? should we do a little intro? You got anything you need to talk about this week, Griff? Anything on your mind? Uh, well, shit. Um, you know... Why don't we just t- why don't we just do something for once that we never do and just talk about the movie in its pure form and then just fucking bounce just <laughs> slither out of everyone's lives right then and there. What do you think? I think that sounds good. Yeah, cuz I didn't have well, let me check my sometimes I make funny notes for stuff to talk about in the show. You can cut this out too, but let me just take a look and make sure there wasn't anything I needed to talk about. No. No, not really. I went to the Golden Corral. It was scarring. A lot of dead dreams there. Um, no kidding. Yeah, that's. I bet that's actually very true. You want to yeah. hear something really funny for this comedy podcast? Yeah. Yes. My dog died. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That is funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> Pretty funny, right? Um, wow. I wasn't gonna. I was gonna be like, "Hey, Justin, you had a rough week, didn't you? I'm glad you could make it with us, but you just came right into it." He's a born entertainer. Guess what, guys? Whoa! Whoa! So my dog died the other day, and my brother cried a lot. God, it was funny. Ho! Wow, your bro- brother on blast. Yeah. Anyway, do you want to get into this fucking movie talk? Yeah, let's talk about this movie. I love this movie. Let's talk about it. What are we talking about this week, Griff? We're talking about a little film, a little f- classic. It's called Spirited Away, and uh, I watched it. Yesterday during my uh, during a, a university class because I'm irresponsible that way and it was great. Nice. What do you guys think about it? Uh, I mean, I got a lot to share about it. One thing I will say: this is the first this is the first anime movie I can remember being in theaters, which I'm sure it was the first one to really get into theaters. But like as a kid, I actually remember seeing the trailers for it. It held a lot of like mysterious fascination for me. Uh, when I when I finally saw it, it didn't really. Um, I don't know. It, it lived up to my expectations. It was pretty spectacular. So you I saw this movie as a, as a child, yeah? Yeah, like 10, I think, was the first time I saw it. And now I saw this movie, like, when did we watch it? Two months ago? Yeah, pretty Something recently. Like that. Yeah. Um, pretty good, I would say. Uh, it, hey, here's, here's a little trivia that I've got written down. Here. Oh, I'm ready. All right. It's the second highest grossing anime film ever. 
and it won. What was the Academy first award? Is it a Pokemon movie? Was maybe Pokemon the first movie? The no, it's second to some bullshit called Your Name. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, fuck that movie. <sighs> that movie don't know sucks dick. I can't believe that that your name was higher grossing. That actually doesn't surprise me at all. Anime is way more popular now than it used to be. That's true. That's true. Um, Just facts. Griff, was this your first time enjoying the film? This was indeed my first time enjoying the film. Though, like you, I had seen trailers for this movie like a billion times growing up, and I never watched it. So I always remembered the dragon. That's what that's what stood out to me in those trailers was the flying on the dragon's back. I see. I don't even remember that shit. It was just one of those commercials. It was like, "Come experience the magic of Spirited Away," and then she turns in her little kimono thing, and then brought was, to you yeah. by Walt Disney. Brought to you. By- hey, speaking of Disney, this is like the only note that I actually kept in my brain. Uh, have yeah. you noticed, or perhaps did you notice rather, that this movie is a hundred percent like? It's structured in a lot of ways like a traditional Disney film, and it has a lot of the same like narrative elements now that is obvious because disney works with archetypes with most of their films but i thought this one in particular struck me as sort of a slightly more disney-fied take on a on an anime movie that i've seen so far interesting well it wouldn't surprise me so in my years of loving film at one point i watched a series called um the history of film an odyssey is a great documentary series one of the things they talked about was Almost no other country on the planet shares America's just insatiable love of film. And, like, it's constant. I mean, we make so many movies in this country. And we started, we jumped on it early, right? Like, we were making movies a long time ago. Right. Um, but one of the only other countries that jumped into it as, as aggressively and enthusiastically was Japan. And that's one of the things they talked about was how Japan has always loved American movies and sometimes manages to make American movies better than Americans. The Seven Samurai is a really good example of this because The Seven Samurai is a American Western made in a Japanese style. Uh-huh. So actually, I wouldn't be surprised if there is some influence from Walt Disney in this movie. Um, that would be interesting to look into. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, and I think a lot of this movie's success comes from the fact that it's pretty accessible, honestly. Like, when you watch it, it's not like like showing panties or something like some yeah. of these other animes can be. It's like... It's, like, targeted for, like, a worldwide audience, it almost feels like. Absolutely. You can take your kids to this. Yeah, none of that So now that we've given some of our opinions on it, let's kind of go through the movie a little bit, okay? Yeah, so we can really explore. One thing that I've noticed that I love about a lot of these Japanese movies that we've watched is the theme of adventure. A lot of times it's people arriving in a new town. Or it's uh-huh. a kid out exploring the world for the first time. I love that. It kind of puts us on uneasy ground right away and opens up for the opportunity of, like, exploration. And this movie starts the same way. Well, can I say, having not seen it before um, and and having that expectation, because I've watched a number of Japanese animated movies where you're right, sort of the, the central theme starting out is coming to a new location and having a new environment and having to cope with that. The sort of, I mean, Wolf Children was the last thing we watched, but... Um, even your name was like like that, wasn't it? Or were they they were native to where they were? Never mind. Yeah, no. In your name, you could argue that they're both exploring, right? Because in yeah. your name, they're both entering unfamiliar territories through each other. Uh, but in Wolf Children, they definitely move to an unfamiliar environment. Right. Yeah, for sure. That's the entire point. So, what is the unfamiliar environment? What is in this unfamiliar environment? Away? <laughs> As um, someone who's never seen it before, that's a lie. I didn't know what to expect. That was the fun part for me because I was like, oh, here we go with one of these stories. And then they got into it lightning quick, which I actually appreciated a lot. I really liked that me we were too. just already into the, the new world. Me too. That's, that's I think, a reoccurring theme in this movie. Like, it does it well, but there are sections of it that are just so fast-paced, and then there's sections of it that just drag on forever. And not yeah. necessarily in a bad way either, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I Yeah, I think the movie's more interested in talking about the characters than the plot, which is fine, but that's sometimes it kind of rushes through the plot to get to its interesting characters. Um, so we start out, uh, they're exploring a new town, a parent and, two parents and a kid, and the parents want to go check out a creepy-ass tunnel off-road. Hey, Spencer. And a little, what? What's the kid's name? What's the kid's name, Spencer? Sarah, the little girl. <laughs> nice, um, she yeah. really wants to explore the world, but she doesn't get to because her, you know, her parents. They, uh, 
he really flustered me. I'm I sorry. You knew I didn't know the kid's name. No, you knew right. that. You're right. Her name is actually Asura. 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 You knew I didn't know the kid's name. You fucking put me on blast. <laughs> you could. You didn't know the kid's name. It's the only name that they say a thousand times in the movie. Is it? Is it Ichigo? <laughs> I believe that means strawberry. Wow, is I that didn't it? Know that. No, it's Chihiro. Yeah, hey, see, I'm already bringing value to this podcast. Oh, dude, I don't know shit, man. Uh, I'm hey, so bad with names in real life. Hey, if you put hey, a guys, foreign spin on them, it's all over. That's why I have notes. Spencer, would you like to read my notes? No, I don't need notes. Well, fuck you. I'm hilarious without them. I'm quitting this podcast. That's all good. Right. It's not really a note-taking kind of place, it turns out. Um, yeah, so so what happens next, Justin? Note taker, walk us through a little bit. Well, her name's Chihiro, oh, I believe. Fuck. Yes. Okay, so so we join Chihiro. I believe she's ten in oh. the uh, car with her two really smart parents. Right? They're, yes. They're very very intelligent. Genius tier. Uh, and I believe they're moving uh, from some other town to a new town. Oh fuck! And yep. How does Chihiro feel about that? Doesn't feel good. They never feel good about it. And then what happens? This is an anime movie. If she had a younger sibling, the younger sibling would be excited about it. Um, then what happens? Well, long story short, they get sucked into sort of like a, a spirit world. They walk into this world, and they originally, right off the bat, they think it's an amusement park. Um, and they sit down to enjoy some food there. This is, a, this is actually an idea that I really like. So the parents consume the food that they find in the amusement park, thinking that they'll be able to pay for it later. Uh-huh. Um, but because they eat it greedily, they end up having to be part of the world. It's like a trap. And I think that we see that theme in a lot of different mythologies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I dig that idea. So the sun starts to go down. They're still eating. They're getting fatter. And then they turn into fucking pigs. Yeah, that part. So, pigs. again, hey, I'll be, uh, I'll be new reaction man. And when I saw that part, I went, whoa, dude. You can't just Damn, they turn right in, they turn into pigs and it was I was like whoa is this movie darker than I thought originally because I thought they were gonna be murdered for sure um, but well, it's, it seems it's like not. they're going to right yeah and then it just turns into Animal Farm yeah so pig people freak me the fuck out so I'm kind of like freaked <laughs> out by that part as soon as they turn into pigs and the sun goes down uh, spirits or ghosts start to appear I think they're ghosts I think that uh, traditional Japanese sort of ideas would tell us is like the demon realm. Um, but anyways, they start to sort of appear, um, and now our, our main character is running for her life. Yeah, and do you know why she's running for her life? Yeah, because she doesn't want to get Because the sun by. is well, setting. Well, well, because a little bit before there, we meet our badass, cool, mysterious guy named Haku, right? Yeah. And he's like, whoa, bitch, you can't be in the shadow realm when it's nighttime, and then tells her to fuck off. You're going to get trapped. You're going to get trapped. He gives her she... friendly advice. Then he tells her to fuck off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and nobody can find out. Like, at first she doesn't realize who he is, but he seems familiar to her. So he kind of helps her out. He gets her into the Tower of um, Name, please. I think, no I think fucking she just way, runs dude. to the dock, right? Like the little dock, and then she sees all the guests start coming up. Yeah. And then he uh, fucking shoves a little nodule in her mouth so that she doesn't dissipate like into thin air right yeah uh-huh. oh, sh- does she have to eat the world to become part of it is that what that whole yeah deal yeah is? so okay. she has to eat a tiny bit of their food because the river's can, like, filled stay. up now and she can't cross yes. back to her world until the river goes down which it yep. never will <gasps> never never and so now a bunch of guests roll up they're heading to a big hotel essentially like a, a hotel and spa that's run for the underworld the hotel from hell and Haku tells our tells our star that she's got to get in there and get a job, because mm-hmm. if she doesn't get a job, then she's going to get turned into a pig as well. Mm-hmm. So she goes in and tries to get a job with the um, was it the boiler? The boiler master. The, the boiler, boiler master. master. His name is Kamaji. Also, does the boiler master? Can sick. I just can I just clarify something really quick? At one point yeah. in the movie, I swear to God, he said, "That's my granddaughter." But he does. Yeah, he does. He actually does. What? What? Okay. Is so it ever addressed we'll, again? Did I just miss it or what? No, because because the other bitch comes into the room, Lynn or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, "Oh, a human. Humans aren't supposed to be here." And then he's just like, "Oh no, that's my that's my granddaughter." So I looked this up the last time I watched the movie, and I don't know if this is Garbo 
horseshit. Okay. But from what I can tell, Lynn is a fox spirit. Um, <gasps> they they suggest that in the movie. She's a fox spirit, but um, you know, in Japanese uh, mythology, it's pretty normal for them to take human forms, and so right. that's kind of her human form. But she's a fox spirit. I don't know. I thought that was interesting. Does that symbolize anything in Japanese culture? No. The, the trickster, she's very, perhaps. She's very tricksy. It's, it's not like like hair color, or like if you've got purple hair in an anime, you're going to be like big dick cool guy or something yeah. like that. Yeah, wait, yeah, big def- dick definitely. guy? What'd you say? Big dick cool guy. Every every anime's got a big dick cool guy. Oh, okay. Like, I just didn't know they I, like measured it out on the show, on, yeah. and uh, on a typical show. Um. Well, no, Griff, here's the problem. We never watched past season one. First episode of season two in every anime ever, they measure them out for who's big dick cool guy. They just get him. And it they completely get out there. changes the makeup of the show. Mm-hmm. You know what it sounds like when the when he fucking gets it out? What? This is what it sounds like when they get their dicks out for the contest. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's actually how Justin won this contest to be yeah. on our show. <laughs> wait, wait. Hold on, Justin. Can you bust it out really quick? All right, ready? Uh, yeah, one second. Here it comes. And I'll get mine out, too. Here it comes. All right. I'm going to keep mine in. Oh, wait. All right. Well, that was just one nut, right? (laughs) That was one nut. I I got to, you know how you have to put one leg in at a time when you put your pants on? I feel you, dude. put one nut in at a time. So let me pop one nut out real quick. That was the second nut. That was the second nut. Hold on, Spencer. Can you describe this experience to me really quick while he gets it out? Yeah, no. So I'm sitting here. We're tucked around this mic because we have to be really close to it so we can hear each other. I can't get it out. Um, He's pulling away from me. He's pulling the headphone out because he's got to get far enough away from the desk that he has room to get get it out. I see Uh, what you're saying. He has to unroll the thing. Oh, boy. It's wrapped three times around his shoulder and two inches off the ground. No. He's got a true long dong schlong. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Well, <laughs> welcome to the weekly gun shoot gamboo penis joke. We couldn't get through the episode without it. Whoa. Is this how this usually goes? Did you guys Whoa. hear that? It just Every time. Popped, it popped out. It's hungry for action. That's right. I have an adventurer's dick. It's dangerous to go alone. Take right. take this dick. No, but as someone who's watched at least th- three animes in my time, that's like, oh, this like, motherfucker's so full of shit. Like He's all watched, like, the way through. No, like all the way through season two, episode one, they all do whip their dicks out, including the girls. Okay, so so that's- if we establish, I have an adventurous dick. Justin has, uh, I have a a. A whopper in your pants. Some dare, Dick. Mm-hmm. That's the. I, I then, uh, it's not like I wanted you to see it, Baka. I get it. <laughs> so Spencer, what what uh, what flavor do you have, my friend? I got a confident dick. Now my dick doesn't need to just come out. My dick, it's cool where it's at because it knows what's up. Because it's tucked in some like moisture absorbing undies. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's in some good undies. It's uh, ready to roll. It's confident. It gets cleansed multiple times a day. Um, actually, I've been lying this entire time. Do you know what kind of dick I have? <laughs> no, I don't. I have a vagina. <laughs> Shocker. Here it is. Oh. This episode sponsored by Me Undies. I thought it was too confident. I was like, this dick waving contest was missing a third piece, but now I understand. Actually, actually, I lied a second time. Do you know what kind of dick I have? No. It's smooth down there. It's just smooth, like a, like a Ken doll. That's hot. Now, do you want me to put all three of your answers in or just the Kendall one? <laughs> well, you better put all three in because if you don't, it's going to lose context when I tell you this fourth time. I've been lying this entire time. Oh, okay. Um, I feel really bad. I don't know why I keep lying about it. You want to know what kind of dick I have? I do. It's just another hand. I just got another hand down there. <laughs> it's, do really it's really useful. It's really useful. It holds my useful. torch when I'm spelunking. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I can bench pretty good weight with my first two arms but i could bench a lot more when i use the third one you never need a spotter it's just your little spotter that's bike. true yeah you just yeah. have to anyway you guys want to talk about the movie some more or yeah let's talk about the fucking movie what um, movie are we talking about so so okay so she gets a job long story short she gets a job to to work at this hotel but what's the big catch who does she have to go to for the job people that just watched it and are better than me she has to go to that bitch who looks like Kume from Ocarina of Time. Remember? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I just don't, I don't um, know Justin, name. you got a name for us? <laughs> also known as Yubaba. Not fucking Yubaba. Which apparently Yubaba 
in old Japan was like a person who ran like the prostitution ring or something. Whoa. So that's a fun little fact. For Hell you. yes, I love Japan. And this is a bathhouse that they're in. So the big, the big thing is, is that Yubaba, when she makes you work for her, she takes away your name. Because she's, oh. like, dehumanizing you. She's, like, you know, it's some fucked up Psychological shit. warfare. I get it. Yeah, so she takes away our little girl's name. Um, but she gets a job. That's sick. That's and a, it means that she gets to stay here. It's kind of a running theme in this movie, like, the importance of names. Not to get too serious here, but, like, I don't know. I guess that, like... No, no. Even, even, like, Haku earlier was, like... Oh, yeah, remember your name. You're going to fucking need that to see your parents again or something mm-hmm. like that. If you don't remember your name, your parents are going to be served up to Yuboba, Yubaba. Yubaba, the, the Yuboba prostitution Bobo-tee. queen. Mm-hmm. I was So an, on another related note, I was thinking um, a lot of this movie is culturally reflective in the sense that uh, the importance of, like, having a job and working hard and being respectful, <laughs> like... All those are are held up as the most positive values that get you to the place that you want to go. And it's a children's movie, so you think it's kind of interesting. You think of the lessons you took from from like Disney movies and shit when you were a kid, and I imagine that this is sort of a, a comparable experience for a kid in Japan, maybe watching. It's true, and that's interesting on. because you know that's not thematically like what's the number one thing we see in kid movies here? It's always like follow your dreams, you know, be a nice person, believe yeah. in yourself, you can do it. Uh, you know, it's it's interesting. You're right. It's very different. You know, it's still like believing yourself, but yeah. it's like don't forget you, don't forget who you are, and like you said, the big one is you know work hard. And I, I don't know, I, I like that. Well, it's as an adult, it's kind of like it's reminiscent. They're describing in some way the process of you becoming capable as you leave your adolescence and and confront your adult responsibilities. That's kind of really what the movie's about to me. No, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and she has to grow up because at the beginning of the movie, she's really like a little girl. Like her parents consistently talk about that. Like, mm-hmm. you're so immature. I think they might even like mention her that she is a little immature. You're so immature, Jihiro. Oh, pe- people shit on Jihiro all the time in this movie, and it's great yeah. each time. Yeah. Yeah, Justin I fucking loves hate to little girls. fucking watch children yeah, get shit on, apparently. Uh, if I would have known that, I wouldn't have let you on the podcast. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> That's the um, thing. Yes, yeah, so so she begins to work at the bathhouse, and really, kind of the rest of the movie. Not to skip over, we'll we'll talk about our favorite parts, but the rest of the movie kind of goes along with this idea of her completing various tasks there and meeting new characters and sort of showing her worth. Yeah, it's odd because the environment is so it's half hostile. Like the whole movie, I was watching it, and. The environment is definitely, again, going with that theme of responsibility and everything, the environment is totally half hostile, and then, but they, they continually emphasize that if you keep on the straight and narrow, you won't get in trouble, right? But if you do get in trouble, they'll kill you. So the stakes are very yeah. high in that sense. Yeah, but she kind of, like, almost ignores it. Like, she kind of has, like, a childlike bliss through the whole thing. And, and you can make the argument, too, there, like, when you enter the world as a, as a you know, an 18-year-old, you know, and you get your first job... You know, if you were old enough to understand how close you were to just losing it all, you'd probably be too scared to even try it. And right. so in some ways, you know, being a kid, it's like that's the only way you could ever enter this world and go out and try to get your first job and stuff. So um, it reinforces that childhood uh, naivety that is necessary to strike out on your own, like you said. Yeah. So they always give her the shittiest jobs, including a giant sludge monster shows up. I, this is one of my favorite. This actually might be my favorite part in the movie. It's very so satisfying. Sl- <laughs> it is. It's awesome. So a giant sludge monster shows up, and they make her bathe it. And she, I don't know, I guess she just decides it's her job. So she doesn't blink twice. She gets at it. She gets some water on it. She gets the best tokens she can to get some steamy water all over this slimy monster. Assisted by um, No Face, a key character. Assisted by No Face. Assisted by No Face, we yes. We haven't talked about No Face until... Yeah, we'll go back to No Face as soon as we're done with this. So so she reaches into this stinky monster's body and gets a hold of something. And everybody... And this is a good part of it because it's like everybody kind of comes together here. So you're right. It's a semi-hostile environment because occasionally they seem like they like her. So they come and they help her and they all get together like uh, all the Pokemon and Pokemon the first movie. I have to reference that at all times. Um, Fair. And they help to pull all this pollution out of this sludge monster 
just the way all the Pokemon pull Charizard's head out of that big pipe. And when all this shit comes out, it's like they undo a cork and all the stank comes out. And it turns out that this is not your typical stink monster. Oh, no. This is this is a beautiful river dragon. And all us fucks here on planet Earth are just polluting the fuck out of this river. Yeah, it was really making me uneasy because I felt like that this movie really turned into some liberal propaganda. And, you know, I really didn't want to have to deal with that watching a children's movie. But, you know. I know what you mean. It's, it's hard to escape the liberal media. They're- I just don't want to feel bad about polluting rivers. I love to pollute rivers. And I don't want to ever feel bad about that. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. I also uh, throw things in the river. I do. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. Um, it just, it, you know what, in seriousness, though, you know what made me smile about it every time I watch this movie is um, Miyazaki's tendency towards, like, his obvious love of nature. And it's interesting because people like him and Shigeru Miyamoto, who grew up, I would imagine, around a similar time in Japan. In the Japanese wildlands. Well, the, the you see these people that grew up from, like, really essentially a rural Japan to witness the industrialization of Japan. And both of them in almost all their creations emphasize, like, the beauty of nature. And, and you know, I know for a fact that uh, Miyamoto's talked a number of times about how he was inspired for his games by his, his adventures in the woods mm-hmm. and by being a kid in, in nature – and, you know, now Japan obviously has plenty of rural area, but it's also a very industrialized country. And, and that, you know, I think these these that generation got to witness it happen. And I think it's interesting to see that in their in their movies, you know. Well, you know, your environment is heavily reflected in your output later when you when you get older to a degree that you can't really comprehend even when you're a child, yeah. uh, which is now, why all of all the songs that I write are about my uncle. <laughs> Which uncle? I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> is is uh, it both of them? It's both of them. <laughs> um, oh, boy, I'm glad you threw that fucking messed up joke in there because I was about to say, man, I don't know if it's because Justin's here and we feel like we got to show off, but we sure actually talked about a lot of real shit this episode. Yeah, I know. Our it's f- getting a little much. Our fanatical admirers will be pleased. Well, I was, like, super prepared to, like, just make pee-pee jokes this whole time. Like, look, I have a note about how No Face is a neckbeard and tries to get the girl with the money and shit like that. Like, That's on. true. That's true. So let's talk about No Face. Um, Justin, tell us about No Face. No Face. I believe we first see a little glimpse of him on the bridge hmm. when they have to, like, hold their breath to get across it. And then, yeah. again, Chihiro fucks up another thing. <sighs> I mean, God, little kids, come on. Uh, but yeah, when she, before she even gets the job, or was it, no, after she gets the job, she has to dump out a bucket of water, right? And then she sees this fucking spirit, just like out in the rain, getting wet, apparently. Can spirits get wet? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think he's cold and wet. Yeah, so she just leaves the door open like a dumb kid and lets no face in. In her well, defense. She invites him in. Yeah. yeah in she her invites defense, him in. What she says later is, I thought he was a customer, which... Yeah. Why, oh, why not? Hey. She's just a girl. She's trying to get more money. And he's a demon or something. Demon. I'm not sure what the hell he is. Spirit. He's no face. Yeah, I don't really get his character a... arc so much either. I'm, I'm definitely not understanding something, or perhaps I need to repeat well, viewing. Well, but... so what think... I'm getting is he ate the frog, and whatever he consumes, he tends to, like, go towards. Right. Mm-hmm. So he ate like that Kirby. little dick weasel grubby ass greedy frog at the start yeah and that's what i was gonna say like greed is a huge like theme in this movie you saw it with the pigs mm-hmm. you saw it with the little frog who got lured in by no face uh with the little gold nuggets because apparently no face can just create Produce gold. gold yeah yeah, yeah it's uh, japan presents the seven deadly sins the movie basically. pretty much <laughs> and so he eats the frog and then he takes on the personality of the frog because that's that's what he consumes first. And the frog is greedy. Okay. No, I'm starting to yeah. understand. That is yeah, a suitable a I had to look this movie up. There's some, you know, the first time you watch it, you're just kind of like into it yeah. and how interesting it is. By the third, I think I've probably seen it probably four times. You know, I really started to really wonder what was going on. You know, I was really interested in um, 
you know, just what was happening in this movie. So, so now we've kind of touched on all that. Uh, no, no face. We'll, we'll get back to what happens with him. But before we get there, I want to talk about. I see. I just looked here at Justin's notes a little bit, and I saw a note about a character that I can't believe I haven't talked about yet because it's the most fucking horrifying thing ever. Hey, how do you feel about the fat fucking baby? I don't feel good about it. Hey, I got a reference. I don't feel good about that, it. That uh, huh? I got a reference that only a few, if any. Of the listeners will get, but you know what this baby reminded me of? Uh, if you guys have what? ever heard of the 1995, I believe PC video game, though I believe it came out on other platforms as well, uh, Clock Tower. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. there's a giant fucking huge baby just like that one in that game that tries to kill you, and it reminded me uh, of that, and that's the only thing I could think of while I was looking at that big ass motherfucking baby. Well, that's fucking upsetting. It's yeah. creepy as shit. Is that yeah, the game with the garden shears? Yeah, with the scissor scissor pants or whatever his name is, I can't remember. Scissor pants, I love it. <laughs> that's hey, my, uh, we got my Halloween costume this year. I'm scissor pants. I'm scissor pants. We got to put on pants so it looks like you have scissor legs. Actually, got to cut your fucking legs off and attach scissors. Uh, but did we gloss over that the the river god gave her some like dank drugs? Oh yeah, no, we absolutely glossed over that. So yeah. like, I think a theme in this movie is that they really do need the dare program in this movie mm-hmm. because doesn't Spider-Man give the fox spirit chick like a fucking newt, a fried newt or something? Yeah. That like makes all the demons go crazy. Oh yeah, yeah they're they like really that horny for the newt. newt. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, all that made me think of is I just really want to try that newt. This movie's all about Japanese food. shows always make food look really good. Respect, um, honor. Yeah, so so when she fixes the, the river sludge spirit's stankiness it turns out to be a beautiful dragon and the beautiful dragon gives her two a small beautiful gifts. nug a is beautiful it, nug is it two beautiful nugs or one beautiful nug it's one beautiful nug dude I but don't it's remember. a choice nug yeah it's yes very that's that's bitter key. very like yeah. shit that's right spencer nug a bitter nug a bitter nug but it it fucking fixes shit it's yeah. medicine so it would seem for whatever ails you, it's medicine. We know all about that medicine here in Colorado. What are you, what are you talking about? Uh, fresh air. Fresh mountain air. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Mountain goat shit. Exercise. Uh, so, yeah, so we glossed over that, but there we go. Now let's get back to this big, terrifying, fucked up baby. All right. Whose baby is this? Uh, Ubaba's baby. Or something. Yeah. I think. It's Ubaba's. Ugh. It's Ubaba's fucking Who would baby. fuck that? Come on. I don't know. And how'd you, why'd she give birth to such a big child? I I, think, is, I, we're probably missing something here, but. I think she fucked herself with magic. I think it was an immaculate probably. conception. That's, I'm like, the, that's I'm, baby Christ. Ever, this is a bit of a tangent, <laughs> but have you ever thought about that? Like in Harry Potter or like this? Like, uh huh. They could probably like. Really get at it. You could do like oh, a dildo absolutely. spell, is what you're saying. <laughs> they yeah, could, they could get in there. <laughs> they could really explore their options. Is all I'm saying. Absolutely. Um, I'm sure there's a great deal of rule thirty four. Do they have about an that. orgasm spell that gives you the best orgasms magic can buy? I'm sure you can find a fan fiction about that. Can we? Expecto can we fuck tronum. I was actually going to say we haven't looked into stupid fuck. We haven't done the community spotlight in a while, but I was too scared. I was too scared to do the community spotlight for Spirited Away. (laughs) Yeah, I'm uh, not touching that one. So, yeah, you guys get the fan fiction next time. (laughs) Okay, we'll get the fan fiction next time. I haven't written any more fan fiction for all these shows because we keep abandoning them. And then Fooly Cooly was hard as fuck. Like, there's no way I was writing fan fiction for that, you know? That's not no. the only thing that was hard as fuck. No, do you remember <laughs> when we read the fan fiction for that? It was horrifying. I thought about quitting the show right there. We what? We read the fan fiction for Fooly Cooly. It was fucking horrifying. Oh. Did you? Dude. You looked one up, motherfucker. You got two. You read one to me, and then we lost the audio. You had to reread the second one. I had to listen to both of them. You know, uh, you had to suffer through that. I, I enjoyed it, but... To be honest, I, I post these episodes and then they just wormhole yeah. out of my guys, brain into an alternate dimension. I don't know what's yeah. on. Yeah, you guys also did that for Berserk too. Yeah, we did. No, I remember that, that one because I tried to write a, a ridiculous fan fiction and I ended up writing like a really sweet love story instead, and it wasn't funny at all. Well, that's because we were gonna write a gross one, but then that show got a little heavy. Yeah, I didn't want. <laughs> I felt bad after like uh, Griffith raped and murdered everybody that I didn't really want to do a fan fiction where he had sex with people anymore. 
Yeah, I got a little got a little heavy, so oh. but I digress. Let's finish up this movie. Yeah. So um she kind of collects a ragtag group of buddies to help her on her adventure, including No Face, who consumes more and more and more and gets bigger and nastier and meaner until, until... she finally shoves half of that nug down his throat. Yeah. And it makes him literally vomit up all the fucked up he's shit like, he's been what eating. A nug. <laughs> it was like like that. <laughs> it's like reverse vor. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was. I had a really hard time watching Expectoration this movie. hentai, baby. <laughs> I had some conflicting feelings because, like, Chihiro's like 10, right? Hey, speaking yeah, of... Just, ignore, um, just, just pretend she's not there. No big deal. Speaking yeah, yeah. of, um, like, putting stuff in your mouth, I'm a really competitive person. Oh, my God. I, I thought we need... were going to talk about the movie, but okay. That's fine. No, so <laughs> I have a need to, like, impress everywhere I go. So I've been going to the dentist lately. Oh. Had to get a couple fillings done, but they only do like one. The dentist is like, "Holy shit!" Whenever you open your mouth, so you're like, "That's not gonna fly." No, no, <laughs> no. They were quite impressed, but I did need a filling in two quadrants of thine mouth. Whoa. So anyway, so so you know, like usually the dentist will like get in there and then they give you a couple breaks. But I just want to be a good patient, so I just fucking open. My dentist is so impressed because I open up my mouth like a Parisian whore. And I keep that fucking thing open, like, for a half an hour to 45 minutes straight. No water, no break. And I just keep opening it wider. And I just suffer through it because I want to impress. And Well, you've got a lot of training in that regard, right? I don't know why the yeah, fuck I sorry. do it. I, I don't I'm know what's wrong leaving with you here. Me. I'm kind of leaving you hanging because I was just thinking of all the magical ways I could edit that sentence into literally anything I want. Oh, here, let me make it better for Your you. Your political fucking, career is over. I just fucking open up my mouth because I want to impress, and I open and I it bigger, and I bigger, and they keep, putting, they keep putting more in there, Griffin, more. But I, I just let it happen because I want to be a good boy, and <laughs> it's rough because I'm trying to be a good boy out here. But my butthole hurts. taking advantage of it. Yeah. Yeah. Is that good enough for your editing, you sick fuck? You want to talk about the movie some more? Yeah, let's What's the, We got to stop. <laughs> I thought you were just talking about eating lots of Subway sandwiches. Yeah, that's, that's another a, thing that I do. what he was talking about, Justin. You're right. Oh, that's, it is? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we can't get into the Subway problem that I have. Um, we got we to gotta finish. So she gets a ragtag group of people. Oh, including, including uh, Haku, who's a dragon. Did we ever say he's a dragon? Turns out Haku's a dragon. Turns out he's Haku's a fucking a dragon. dragon. He's yeah. bleeding from He's the cool. face. And he gets sick as fuck because he tries to steal Yubaba's twin sister's magic shit. But she poisoned that magic shit because um, because she, she didn't want anybody to take it. And so it fucks him up. So then our girl has to go on a quest to go fucking get, some, get this curse lifted Whoa. from our boy. Um... And so she goes on a quest. She meets Yubaba's sister. Yubaba's sister is actually very nice. Her name's Diane. <laughs> her name's Diane. Diane is just really a sweetheart, and she knits her like a little scarf. Except she's not. She still has that same dangerous edge that everybody else in the world has where it's like, I might kill you, but I love you. Also, she still has that fucking huge nose. How have <sighs> we not talked about it yet? Like, this is a horrific creature, right? Oh, What's they're it? terrifying. This It's an oh. archetype. It's a Japanese archetype, like this witch with the Mondo nose. And oh, I really? don't get it. Yeah, because the only reason I know that is because it's also in Zelda. <laughs> it's a Majora's Mask oh. and Ocarina as well, these two witches with big-ass noses that look identical Yeah, they to actually that. look super similar. Yeah. You're right about that. Her name is Zaniba, by the way. Zaniba. Uh, um, I'll stick with Diane, thanks. Diane's end, better though. And at the end of the movie, they're like, "We gotta go fuck up Link. We'll be back." Oh fuck! You gotta cut that. Let's say that again without that word. Ready? <laughs> Don't cut it. Just bleep it. I'll bleep it. Okay. All right. No, but say it again because you already said. We're it. gonna go fuck up Link, motherfucker. We'll be right back. <laughs> Shit. I mean. Wow. <laughs> oh. oh fuck! This is the part of the show where Spencer lost some audio. Shite.
Okay. All right. Good. Holy crap, guys. We got to finish this up before disaster fucking ruins right. this whole thing. So for, We're on our third track here. For everyone who's listening, I said a lot of funny things uh, in the last 20 minutes, but unfortunately all of that footage got just deleted. Yeah, so. he just got his whoopee cushion out and fucking hammered on it. Um, <laughs> the audio that would have cemented him as a perfect guest for series to come. But Dang. none of it was recorded because my computer monitor hates me. I'm, I need to buy a new one. Do I at least get the Quiznos? G- yeah, what the Guys, fuck? how does you this need, movie you wrap need to up? Buy you one of those how does this movie wrap up? All right. We find out that Haku is familiar because he is the river that she fell in as a little girl and he saved her life back then. He saved her from drowning. Yes. Um, Which she recognizes in the most absolutely touching moment in the movie. Yeah, it really uh, is. Definitely the part where you're supposed to cry. I would have had I not be uh, been in my lecture hall at the time. I cry every uh, time I see it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go watch after this it, and cry again. Uh, so we find that out. It's a fucking moment. Actually, I, actually can it, I, I think we should pause on this moment just because I think it was so good. Okay. I think the moment where they're floating through the air, sort of their tears flying upwards, like you can see it coming out of the top of her eye. Like I really appreciated that <laughs> detail. Um, some, <laughs> so, <laughs> something about that. Fuck. Something about their their, well, their young love connection as she recognizes like this, this spirit show. she's been connected to oh, since she was a child That's and being rescued by this river spirit. Oh, God. It was very tender and very beautiful. Oh, all the beautiful souls we've lost. <laughs> oh my God. Now, I gotta this is going. only possible because she saves Haku, right? Yes. Yeah, so saved, here's, here's the thing. She saves his ass. Here's the thing. Uh, Diane tells him whoa, how is Haku not under my spell? It must have taken something powerful. And then you get basically this movie's version of oh, Love Conquers she All. she saves his ass they love. Love Conquers Fuck. All. Oh, yeah. Um, also, at some point, uh, uh, Jihiro stomps on like a little black goo thing that was controlling Haku's mind or whatever yeah. that Ubaba put yeah. there, so... Um, so now he's free. He remembers her. She remembers him. The Im- they love each other. The important bit is is he remembers his name because that was yes. the whole, that was the whole thing. Is you've got <gasps> so Yababa or whatever was taking away their individuality, right? Mm-hmm. And so to stick it to the man, you've got to remember your name. Which what was it? his name was Kohaku, right? The Kohaku River. I think so. And they and the reason he's like in this state is that they dammed it up. Or they, they filled it up, so that river no longer exists. Another sort of thematic choice about nature versus the industrial moving in. Really, this movie's just about cap- like how capitalism sucks, right? Pretty much. Um, so, so, that's what, so th- that's what every movie's about. That's right. <laughs> and think about it. Nobody cares for the trees anymore. Now the Japanese have mines of wheels and stone. It's my tree beard impression. So now we move on. Are the Japanese Isengard in this scenario? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and No Face okay. stays with Diane. Yeah, No Face stays because that's where he's going to do the best. Yeah. So. He was just looking for a place to have a face, you know? Yeah. So now we go back to face you, Baba. It's time to get her parents back. It's time to get the hell out of here. But it's going to work out this time because now the big creepy fucking baby, boss baby, um, he's cool now. So he tells his mom, he's like, hey, mom, I'm sick of your shit. I'm seven and a half feet tall, I'm fat as fuck, and I'm over this whole thing. You gotta work with my girl here. And she's like, alright, just because you want it, son, I'll work with your girl here. So, what's the final challenge, guys? They have to she has to pick off. out her parents from a big oh. lineup of a bunch of pigs that she can't tell the difference because they're all they look the same. Yes. Oh. And she says, none of these pigs are my parents. And she's like, oh my god, you're right. And, and then, then she frees the parents. Yes. And so she has to leave this creepy spirit world, but she finds her parents on the other side, and they're like, man, we've been asleep a long time. The sun's going down. End of movie. And then the movie ends. What, wow, what, did, what did we miss? Did we miss anything? Yeah, no. but but uh, how would we know that? I mean, As it stands, this, is, this was my first watch, so I think you guys will forgive me. The theme of the show is that we don't know what we're talking about. Okay, so cubby some slack. It's true. Um, they I saw the movie 45 times each, so I don't know what their problem is, but... I love this movie. Here I am, doing my best. I will put that out there. Uh, well, okay. Cut that, because it's not entirely true. 
I like that. this movie Fuck a this lot. Movie. <laughs> I like this movie a lot, but it does the thing that a lot of these Japanese movies we we have watched have done for me, where I think they're gorgeous, I think they're well written, but at to me they almost they a lot of with the exception of your name they lack a little bit of substance to me. They're like a beautiful thing to look at, but to me there's always like a missing amount of like interaction with characters and like. Characters are always such – they're kind of like – they're just shells, right? Like they never get any deeper. They're just kind of like this is what I am. This is what I'm going to be at the beginning. This is what I'm going to be at the end. And With the I don't exception know. of Jihiro, the most important character. She's the one who goes through the development because that's the one you're invested in truly. That's true. And I don't think it's a bad movie. No, and I think these long stretches of time, which I am just floored that Spencer didn't bring up the stairway scene – that takes like five minutes just to show her going down a stairway. Oh yeah, I remember that. Uh, oh, just like falling down it. Like at face value, you could say, "Wow, this is really shittily paced." But it also like in the train scene too. There's like a long stretch of time where just her and No Face are in the train. Like it really kind of like shows you. Nah, fuck that shit. I'm horny for that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, it like but... develops the characters a little bit. It's like you get a little yeah. bit, you get a little bit more intimate. Well, it's, it's pretty symbolic, I think, genuinely, of, like, what they're overcoming internally yeah. at all times. That's, yeah, that's absolutely. That's the, the purpose of those, like, prolonged environmental scenes, Well, and I, I this, these movies are never in a hurry, you know? We talked about that, and, and even though sometimes they'll jump right into stuff, they never are in a hurry to, to get out of the way, because they will pause on these scenes and let you just admire the characters and where we're at and where we're coming from, and I, I like that a lot. Um, but none of it mattered, though, because no one learned anything, right? Like, her parents are still fucking stupid and greedy yep. because they didn't – they're like, ha-ha, we fell asleep for a while. Ha-ha, that sucks. Quit being such a little kid. Let's go. They fell yeah. asleep for so long, by the way. That shit got overgrown. I serious, I thought they were going to, like, emerge in a different time because that's what yeah, it, that's what it, it seemed like they were setting up. <laughs> it was, like, post-apocalyptic. Yeah. It's like, let's go. Japan has been destroyed. Griffin. Favorite moment, laid on me. Well, I already talked about my favorite moment because it was such a moment to to have as your favorite, and that is when they're falling through the sky, fucking engaging in the lover's gaze. But not oh, not a God. sexual love, but a romantic, <laughs> pure, naive love uh, of two young we, spirits we connecting over a long distance. know how I love those alternative distance. love stories. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, God. My favorite moment is when she falls down the stairs like a dumbass and breaks her butt over and over and over again. That part's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> she falls for like fucking fifteen minutes. It's amazing. My 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 favorite moment was when Haku was getting chased by all of those fucking little paper airplane things, yeah. and then just fucking biffs it right into a wall. Yeah, that actually that part's pretty fucked up. We didn't talk about that, but he gets all cut up and he bleeds out of his mouth a lot. I did say he was bleeding out of his face at one point, so oh, at least he did. I oh, covered that, that, that base. Yeah. 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 Glad we didn't gloss over it. Let's do a quick little bit of housekeeping, and then we'll send our boy Justin off. I do get the quiz Let's do it. right. You do Here's the, the thing, Quiznos. Justin. Actually, yes. I wanted to mention this before. Uh, Quiznos doesn't exist anymore. Wait, what? I know. I'll Quiznos give you some time. Exist? Is that is that real? Because I haven't seen a Quiznos in a long time. Oh, it's super real, dude. There, I used to go to Quiznos all the time. That shit is bankrupt. Well, well I'll, just ask, I'll just ask Santa. For it, right? Yeah, that'll work. He can bring me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You right? can ask Santa, little guy. Man, that's what that's what I was talking about putting in my mouth earlier. It's Quiznos. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. And yeah, what you can't, it's was. gone, you little French whore. Damn uh, it! Ah, oh, shit. Um, so, guys, we're gonna switch up the show for a little bit. What are we gonna do differently, Griff? I kind of want it to be a secret, but I just it's, want you guys to know we're going to be returning. It's going to be a good show now. <laughs> we're returning to a, <laughs> we're returning to a weekly format, uh, yeah. and the crowd rejoiced. Whoa, shit, Griffin! Thank you. I think that gallery. I think that what you should do is we'll we'll do a little tease at the end, and then you can play maybe the intro music for what we're going to be watching. Ooh, oh, not a not a terrible idea, my friend. I know I got some good ideas. Um, hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the show. Remember, you can always leave us a review on iTunes. That means a lot to us. And if you leave us a review, we will give you a shout-out on the show. We got a review this week. I want to just real quick give a shout-out to somebody. Give me a second, Griff. Let me look him up here. While he's looking that up, if you want to 
follow a dead Twitter account, you can hit me up at at the Sherm. That is at the underscore S C H E R M. I don't post anything, so I don't know why you'd want to follow me. We're definitely cutting that fucking shit out. I, cut yeah. that all out. Now, I wish, so our review. I hope Justin has the most followers of anyone. Of any <laughs> I would like to give a shout out to NS81005. Um, definitely a local listener. I don't know who this is. He says, I love this podcast. Help me keep cool on a plane ride. Hey, well, thanks a bunch, bud. That's really nice of you to fucking do that shit and say that. That's that's sweet of you. If you write a review on iTunes, I'll suck your dick. Yeah, so, hey, 81005, if you're out there, we will purchase you a plane ticket, Mm-mm. fly you to California. No, 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 no retroactive ones. No take back seats, okay? Oh, shit. Okay, yeah, sorry. sorry. Don't, sorry, I hope yeah, you didn't get too excited. Sorry, sorry, sorry. If you're already on the flight, cancel it, my bad. Um... Griffin, how can our listeners get a hold of us if they would ever be so Spencer, funny you should ask. So here's the thing, my friends. You can contact us at gumshoegambaroo at gmail.com. Alternatively, you can tweet at us at gumshoegambaroo or using the gumshoegambaroo hashtag. (gasps) And those are the ways you can get in contact with us. Crazy. Awesome. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to the show. Um, Please share it with your friends. This is not like a goof for just saying this. This has been our best month ever. January has actually been our best month, and it's awesome. It, like, is really cool. It means a lot. In March, we will have been doing the podcast for a fucking year. That's insane. Spencer. Um, you know, and we just want to keep keep it growing. So you know Yo, one Yo, Spencer, someone's one at my door. To to huh? Someone's at my door right now. Shit. Should I let him in? Yeah, who is this? Oh, Are it's that cool? reviewer. Should they be on the Should they be on the show? Yeah, let me check it out. One sec. Are you going to suck his dick? Yeah, I know. I'm coming. Jeez. Hello. I am the one fan who loves Gumshoe Gambaru. Oh, okay. May I come in? Yeah, come on in. Thanks. Guys, so so sitting with me right now, um, yeah. believe it or not, it's a, it's it's basically a miracle, but it's the one yeah. person you know who wants to listen to our show. He showed up at my fucking door because he wants to Holy listen shit. to the show. You know what I'm saying? You got one person in your life who wants to listen to the show, and I know you do, and you got to find that person, and you got to take Gumshoe Gambaroo, and you got to put it way in their ears. I'm done with that reference fucking, instantly. Fucking make them listen to the show. <laughs> and with that, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back next week with a brand new exactly the same show we love you so much guys tell the audience you love them hey thanks guys we love you hey justin thanks for being on the show that was awesome it was hey, fun to have you, you. Yeah, special uh, thanks we'll to my main man soon. here we'll get you back soon oh thank you guys buy our merch yeah please buy everybody. guys bye